What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. I'm Joe Jimenez here with Jared Penniman, and we're doing something a little different today. This will be our first of five episodes talking to coaches uh, from different levels of college baseball, D1, D2, D3, uh, junior college, as well as NAIA. Um, and today we have our former head coach from Chapman University, Scott Laverty. Throughout the podcast, you'll hear us call him Lav, um, or as I like to call him, Skip. Um, And you're going to be hearing that throughout the podcast, so don't get confused about who we're talking about. But um, we're going to go into a couple things. First, what do you look for in a player? Um, What does a recruiting process look like at the Division III level? And comparing that to the Division I level, uh, where do Division III schools recruit from? As well as, how can I make Division III schools more affordable without athletic scholarships? So let's go. Skip, thank you so much for coming on. How you doing? Awesome. I'm doing uh, doing really good, guys. Good to good to hear your voices. <laughs> uh, Lav, I want to just basically start off square one. Like, what when you're out recruiting, what are you looking for in in a player? Yep. So there's, and this has been something that I've done my whole time. It's been it kind of got. Uh, started from from my coaches that I played for at UC Riverside, um, but there's three key things that we look for that I task all you know our recruiting coordinators or any of our assistants that go out and look. Um, we're looking for three things. First one is the person. Um, we want good people. Uh, baseball's played by a team more than any other sport, and um, you know the you know I, I got to watch Barry Bonds play his entire career and he is one heck of a player but boy he, could he cause problems in in a dugout and in a clubhouse and and you just don't need that in baseball so uh, mm-hmm. the one good thing about being a college recruiter is i i can you know I, somebody might be really talented but if i just don't think they've got the attitude or won't fit with our guys um, or our coaching staff then uh, you know we just pass on them so so that's the first thing um, second thing is you have to have some ability <laughs> we could be the best coaches in the world um, and if you don't have the horses, you're not going to be able to do anything with them. So uh, that, that player still has to have some ability. Right. And then for us, and then the last thing for us is that they, you got to want to learn. We're, you know, we want to, we're a teaching program. We want to put information, give you information um, and allow you to take that information and put it into your game. And, and some players can't handle the amount of scrutiny that you might be put in under, um, you know, in a situational hitting drill or stuff like that. When we do those, you've got to, you've got to do it. And um, that's the way that you're going to earn playing time. And so being able to progress and take that information and use it, and then especially use it when none of the coaches are around, because, um, you know, as a division three program, we have zero full-time assistant coaches, you know, mm-hmm. coach Eddie is the, is the closest doing, pulling double duty, you know, taking care of the field and then doing the other stuff. But, um, and so it's, it's tough for, for us to be around all the time. And so, uh, you know, the player has to be able to do things on his own so that when we come back um, the next day, as Joe, if you've heard many times, I can't be starting from ground zero again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We talked about this yesterday. I can't, uh, I can't be, t- uh, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. And so that's a, so that's a big thing. So that's, those have been the three things that have always um, driven me. Luckily you, you two knuckleheads, uh, um, you know, fit, fit the bill for all three. So, you know, yeah. And I think, I think that last aspect, the learning part is, is, is a huge part for, you know, kind of all the guys who, who ended up starting for Chapman. It's the guys who, who can adapt quickly 
um, to really any situations, especially in those last two years where I was there, mm-hmm. championship year. But when we, especially when we incorporated um, situational IBs, I mean that was a huge change from the practice plan. Um, and you know the guy, the guys who who can com- compete every day in practice, they're the ones who who really obviously got better. But Skip, I think one of the big questions that a lot of people have is, you know, what's the talent level at D3 like? Um, and, and you know, obviously we had Nick get drafted this past year. He's He can run it up to 96, 97, whatever it may, whatever right. they had him at. Right. But, you know, I guess for, for pitchers, for pitcher Velo, like what, can you tell people what you guys will normally recruit at for, for the freshmen? And I guess for position players, you know, there, there's that question of, of how big do these recruits, do, do your freshman recruits have to be? Yeah. Um, I think you can see it, it runs the gamut, um, you know, as far as because you can even just look at our championship team and we're playing Drew Litwin at third base, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he's not a prototypical third baseman, but he played defense. Um, you know, he swung the bat well. He was, you know, did, did what he needed to do. So that's one of the unique things, I think, about that, that will separate Division One and Division Three. Um, but the rest of it is pretty darn close. And it's, it's one of the things that I talk about a lot. Um, and I probably talked about it with you guys when, when we were, uh, you know, talking about Chapman and it's just the, the simple numbers that it takes to, to, to play NCAA baseball. Um, I Googled it again yesterday because, uh, this event that I was working at this last weekend, um, you know, we, we did a little spiel and talked to some of the kids uh, about what, what's going on and, and how things work and, um, some just don't realize that uh, if you Google high school to NCAA percentages, it'll give you the percentages for all sports in the NCAA for high school players, high school seniors that move on to play um, in college baseball. Um, NCAA uh, high school to NCAA is 7.5%. And that was April, 2020. So that's a very recent study. And it was 2.2% in division one, 2.3% in division two and 3% um, in division three. And so you're talking about 3% of high school senior baseball players play in a NCAA division three program. And I don't think, I don't think kids understand that, um, how, mm-hmm. how tough it is. Um, and that's one of the things, especially in baseball that brings the, the talent level to where you find a guy like Nick, you find a guy like, you know, Tyler Peck, Christian Cosby, um, the guys that we've had recently that, uh, have done well, they, they, they fall through the cracks a little bit, but, um, the, you know, the talent level that they still have to have is, is pretty good. And so, and it's just the first and foremost, it's just based on the numbers. I mean, there's tens of thousands of high schools across the country and there's fewer than a thousand NCAA baseball programs. So um, if you just do the simple numbers, that's the first thing that just makes it, makes it tough. Um, you look at certain places like Southern California, Texas, Florida, of course, the, the percentage is probably going to be higher. Maybe it's doubles, you know, it's, seven or 8% of high school, maybe even 10, 15, uh, just because these are the kind of the hotbeds of baseball. But when you look at it in a, in a total picture, it's just tough, um, you know, to, to play at the next level. Um, and, you know, so looking for some of those things, um, looking at, uh, you know, uh, helping the kid understand that, hey, that this is just, you know, it, it's tough. And so you've got to do something to separate yourself. Well, and that's kind of where like my next question comes because, we we've talked about on previous episodes of there there's a lot of d1 teams that that we felt at chapman that we could beat and there's a lot of 
guys that could have very easily played Division One baseball, but there's still that stigma of, oh, it's three versus, oh, I'm going to a Division One. I mean, on a recruiting side, like how much does that kind of change your game plan? Because obviously you're going to go after the best kids. What point does that kind of separate out? Yeah. And so, and you guys have done a good job. I, I mean, uh, listening to the, the podcast as you've done before, you know, talking about social media and how that affects everything and, um, you know, how the, uh, I think it was Nolan McCarthy was talking about that a little bit coming from, you know, Jesuit and in Portland where, you know, everybody's good and expecting to do things. And so you get that, that peer pressure, but um, you know, when, it's tough again because you're looking again. Do the do the simple math. You know, if I watched a hundred players, you know, um, you know today, you know there might be thirty, you know, thirty guys that might have a chance, you know, type of thing. And then you really break it down from there, and it might turn into, you know, three, the three percent, you know, or or whatever it might be. And so, um, so it, it's just it's just really tough. But you do. Um, you know, for us, we're, we're going out and we're, we're, we're doing everything. I mean, we're doing showcases, we're doing, um, our own camps, we're still doing high school games. Um, and I know that's one of the things you want to get into here in a minute as well. I got some good information for you, but, um, but, um, um, you know, we're, we're going after those, the, the, the best of the best. I mean, come on, both of you guys had opportunities or at least talk to D ones. Um, and, and much like, you know, like McCarthy and, and, you know, Felix from, from Redlands, you know, he was kind of flying under the radar there in Rubidoux. Um, but a lot of the guys that, you know, are, it turned out to be good, you know, could have, like you said, Jared, been, been D one players, but it goes back to that cliche of fit, um, finding right. the right thing. And it is, it's, it's tough to, you know, just continue to talk about that, but it is absolutely true. Coming, speaking from my own perspectives of, you know, going to Arizona and playing at the University of Arizona as a freshman because it was D1. I wanted to be, it was like Arizona. Um, and it just not being, Coach Kindle was our head coach then, and he was a, just a fantastic human being. Um, and I loved every second of my time um, at Arizona. It wasn't the right place for me. I wasn't going to play. I wasn't going to grow the way that I needed to. Uh, I was behind you know, two middle infielders that were really good, that were playing well. Uh, of course, I thought if I got could get my shot, I could do as well as them, but it just wasn't going to be that way. Um, and so uh, ended up transferring to UC Riverside, and UC Riverside was Division Two when I played there. So I went from Division One to Division Two, and it was the perfect fit for me. I got to I got to play a little bit as a sophomore, and then I played pretty much as a junior and senior, and got to sign, you know, got the opportunity to sign. Um, you know, like Joe as a, as a free agent and play a few years and, and go from there. But that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have found the right fit. Right. And, and Skip, next question is like, where, where do D3s recruit from? Um, you kind of were going into it, showcases, yeah. um, the Chapman camp, high school games. Is there, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you have the actual numbers. I, I, I can't even remember the numbers from, yeah. from the team when, when I was there, but um you know, for the most part, where do you think you find uh, mostly guys you go to chat? Sure. So we're still predominantly West Coast, um, and we're you know our our, our team is going to be, you know, usually probably seventy percent California, just because it's just you know we we get a lot of California students, and it's a it's it's a hotbed of, of baseball. But 
one thing, especially for Chapman, and I think this is this is can be said for all all schools. Um, but as the school goes, the recruiting goes as well. So Chapman has really opened up, you know, nationally, and they are trying to recruit just normal students nationally. Um, and so, uh, as that happens, and as notoriety grows, we started you know getting more and more interest in people. So. You know, so, you know, we spend a week on the East Coast every year, every summer, uh, of course, before this one, um, you know, going to, to some of the events out there so that we could tell some of the people on the East Coast, hey, if you're really interested in Chapman, we're going to be at this event. Um, you know, that's some of the ways that we got some of the guys that we got from the East Coast and, and things like that. And so um, but I think it goes, you know, so Chapman has started to brand itself nationally. And I think that's helped us brand out a little bit more and try and recruit a little bit more nationally. Um, uh, but vice versa, some of, some of the schools that maybe, you know, don't expand that much and are more talking about their own area, um, you know, they might not go that far. Um, so I think it really will depend a little bit on how each school, especially at the lower levels, division two and three NAI, what their, what their academic profile is, is showing. Uh, so Chapman's academic profile is showing that we're, we're going national. So, um, you know, uh, and, and so that's helped us grow nationally as well, as far as, uh, you know, being able to go to the East Coast and, and do those types of things. So, um, but again, we're, we're going to get a, a majority of West Coast kids um, and then, you know, fill with those guys uh, on, on the East Coast as well. Well, so kind of getting into Chapman specifically, what what does the typical recruiting timeline look like? Um, in, obviously, Joe and I went through it and it's obviously different um for every player but ideally like when are you starting to talk with each player and then kind of develop that into them deciding to come with their admission to Chapman yeah so i think you look at a lot of uh, a lot of division 2s you know outside the division 1 realm you're you're finding it hard for um schools to recruit more than a year in advance um and, and so First and foremost, you know, like this is, you know, we're, we're looking at 21 grads right now. And so we're not going too much further than that. If we see some 22 grads that we like, then we're going to start looking at them. So, but that usually starts kind of into the spring season of their junior year. So when they're playing high school um, baseball uh, as a junior, that's kind of the time when I think a lot of division twos, division threes are, are starting to look because we're transitioning from that May one deposit deadline, right? We're getting, we're getting close to that. We're, we're transitioning from that May one, which ends the, the previous cycle and then into the, the into the next cycle. So, um, you know, you I think a, your junior year, if you're someone that still uh, hasn't had the opportunity, you haven't signed with a, you know, division one early on and, and you're working into your junior year, the fall of your junior year, into the, the, the spring of your junior year, that's when you really want to start identifying the, the schools because that's when we're going to start to start now look for that next class. So, you know, as we get into next spring here, now we'll start to transition to 22s. Um, one thing that has changed, though, a little bit, too, is this early action, early decision. Um, for especially division threes. Um, that's not going to be so much in division two world or NAI world, but for division threes, it's really changed um, where we're getting half of our recruiting class now, at least maybe sometimes two thirds in that early action time frame where they're turning in a, an, an application November 1st and then getting accepted in December 
and lots of times making decisions at that time in December. So now you're looking at um, that, that senior um, that is still moved, just starting his senior year, but that started in May uh, as he's finishing up his junior year, then moving into the summer between his junior and senior season um, and seeing him then, and then turning an application November one um, and, and then having information in December to, to go and make choices. So uh, that's one of the things I think, especially for division three and especially for, um, you know, quite a few of the Skyac schools. I think there's half and half, you know, you got the Oxys, us, um, you know, Caltech, uh, the Claremonts and the Pomonas that are going to be, you know, working that early actions. The other ones can still, you know, work more regular decision um, as it goes from there. But, um, you know, so it does definitely, that timeline is going forward, you know, with that, that, right at the end of their junior year, moving into the summer between the two. And if we can, uh, like this year for us, um, you know, we've, we don't need a big class in our opinion. And so we've got a, a lot of uh, good 21s that we have on our list. And, you know, so like to, to uh, this weekend, I was looking at a lot of the 22s, trying to see if we can get ahead a little bit. So we will try and do that, but we're not going to go much further ahead because I could like a freshman. There were a couple of really good, really good freshmen at this camp, but um, you know, they're going to grow two more inches. They're going to get, they're already throwing 83 and, and they're going to start throwing 87. Um, mm-hmm. and so they're just going to, they're just going to price themselves right out of our, uh, of our range really quick. Right. Oh. Skip, this is our last question. Um, we really want to get into the, the cost of college. I mean, Chapman's obviously a very expensive school, like many basically, every private school in the nation at this point, um, you know, college tuition right now is anywhere from 40 to 60 grand, um, for private schools. It's a little cheaper for public schools all around the country, but, you know, I think there's this, this misconception that, you know, I, Jared and I had some kind of package through BAFSA and, and, um, some financial aid through Chapman, um, what information can you give out to parents to help make D3 a better option, both at, both for baseball, but also make it just more affordable for their family? Right. And that's, that's, that is the, you know, forgive the pun. That's the million dollar question every, you know, for, for every family as they go through all that stuff, right. Uh, is finding out, you know, and that, and that goes back to part of the fit thing that we were talking about, because um, there's definitely, you know, I, I would say absolutely, especially since I've been at Chapman, it is absolutely the number one reason that we lose players um, or maybe number two, because we lose quite a few to the, to the D one walk-ons, but um um, <laughs> so take it from me, you know, find the fit, but, uh, um, you know, it is the number one you know, reason that, that it does make it tough to get to some of these, these institutions. But one of the, there's, there's a couple of things that happen. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, whatever school that you're interested in, the coach is doing some due diligence to, you know, look at your grades, get transcripts from you. Um, you know, if, if, if we find somebody that we like and it says three, five, um, and that's anymore, that's getting pretty close to being borderline at, at Chapman. And so we're going to 
say, hey, Tommy, we, 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 we like you. We like your ability. Um, you know, it says you're a 3.5. You haven't taken any tests yet. Um, can you send us your transcript so we can, we can take a look and, and see where that 3.5 lands? Because every school, no matter who it is, um, recalculates to their own, you know, the, their own formula. Um, and, you know, our, our admission staff, Chapman's been an open book. They, you know, they tell us what to look for. Um, and it w- works more along of what you want to study a little bit too, uh, with Chapman, especially. Um, so if you want to be a business guy, you better have good, you know, math scores and you better take in the, you know, calculus and, and, and pre-algebra and all that fun stuff. Um, and so we want to see that you've done well in those classes and that the three, five, isn't a soft three, five, where it's actually, we pull some of these classes away take away some of the PE classes and it's actually a three, one, five, you know, and now we're, we're in a tougher spot. So, um, so that's one of the first things that, you know, that the school should do is really find out where, where they're at academically, because for, for the small schools like us, that's, what's really going to be um, important uh, as far as, you know, that, that's one of the first steps. I mean, you know, just being able to qualify for some of that merit aid uh, to get it into the affordability, you know, uh, uh, price. And so, uh, so that's kind of the first, um, you know, thing that we're, we're, we're looking for to try and help um, ease them through. And then just being an open book as far as, okay, here's what's going on. This is what it takes. Um, you know, it, it can be. And, and in my experience now, 22 years, of of all of this uh, at the division three level um the the main thing has been if a if a kid's done the job in the classroom and and the way that i like to explain it especially for california kids if you're a uc qualifier if you can get it into a university of california institution um the price to go to chapman or to go to a uc is gonna be in the same ballpark because that's the type of student that it, that chapman wants to steal um and so uh, I think you need to find those types of things, you know, that help minimize that cost. And when you come down to it, um, just like you guys have alluded to in this in, in this conversation and in previous conversations that you've had on the podcast already, that, man, it came down to it and, and Chapman was really affordable. Maybe it wasn't the cheapest, but it definitely wasn't the most expensive um, and it still mm-hmm. fell in the realm. Um, and what I like to tell people, especially if the kids have done the good, you know, if we're talking about kids that we know that are going to be, you know, accepted, they're three eighths, they, they've done well then um, they're, they're going to be in the ballpark. You know, maybe it's four or $5,000 short. Um, and I understand that, you know, four or $5,000 over, you know, four years is 16 to 20 grand. Um, but maybe you can make up that gap. Maybe you can't, but it's not, you know, 20 grand a year short and that's 80 grand. Nobody's making up that gap, you know? So, so there is a lot of things that, that go into it. Um, and um, it, especially my time at Chapman, uh, our financial aid office has been incredible. They're always willing to talk. Um, they talk through parents um, because we've had, like I said, it's the number, one of the top reasons that we lose recruits. And I, I can't tell you how many times we've had, you know, parents and players that were, were, were disappointed, but they weren't disappointed that they didn't, that they didn't feel that they were, weren't heard. They had, they had opportunities to try and plead their case, trying to make things work. Um, and when it came down to it, it just, you know, still didn't fit the, the, the monetary portion and, and they had to choose somewhere else. Um, but that's going to be the process that you, you, you go through. Um, and it shouldn't be a scary one, again, especially if you've done the job in the classroom. Um, you know, and I think this is the big key for, for some of the, the kids out there 
uh, and parents to be realistic where, with where your grades are. Um, you know, I, 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 we, we get emails all the time of, of kids that, you know, coach Laverty, I'm interested in Chapman university baseball. I want to be a business major. Um, and you know what the business department at Chapman is one of our best departments. And so you, you got to have a strong GPA, but they'll, they'll be like, yeah, I'm a 2.8, but I'm working to get that up. And, and I'm just like, you know, Tommy, that's just not realistic. Um, you know, that's just not a realistic fit for you. So finding those pieces help within those things. And then the one that always, especially with private institutions, uh, parents and, and kids mark this one down is that lots of times you go, well, I'm not going to fill out the FAFSA because, you know, we're just not going to get anything. We're not going to qualify. Um, and that might be true from the government perspective, um, but you might earn uh, the internal grants that every, especially private institution have. So ours is called the Chapman grant. Um, I don't know if either, any, either of you guys had any Chapman grant money, but mm-hmm. um, it's, it's part of the way for Chapman to look at the total package and go, um, you know, Jared Pennyman, you, you are, you, you, we, you have been admitted to the institution. You've, you, you wrote a good essay. Uh, you explained why Chapman was important to you. Um, you know, you're going to come and participate as a member of a baseball team. And we see that there's going to be a gap here. Um, but this is a student that we really want. Um, and, and so they can add, um, you know, a little bit of money to try and, you know, ease that gap. And every school has that. Now, parents and players understand athletics has nothing to do with it. We as coaches can, we have no saying that that's against NCAA rules. Um, the only thing that we can help you do is maybe get into school. We do have uh, the ability to, you know, put in a good word for, for admittance, but that's it. Um, but if you do earn those opportunities, that, that Chapman grant is going to come from the FAFSA side. And so if they see, um, you know, a, a need there, they might be able to help out. And so I think that's where a lot of things get, the misconception of a, of a price tag of, you know, you know, Chapman's going to be 75 grand this year, you know, um, room board books, tuition, everything out the door. And that's not a small chunk of change, but I think that's where all of that, um, you know, can, can be put in a little bit more perspective when it comes down to it. And, you know, our average financial aid package is about 25 grand now. So now you're, you know, now you're down to 50. If you get a few, you know, if you get a little bit more now, you're down into the forties where you see is, like I said. So, um, you know, so it's really about doing your due diligence um, and then being realistic about where you are as a student athlete right now with your, with your grades, um, you know, because that's going to be one of the key things, especially for these D3 privates that are dealing with non-scholarship. So, yeah. And I think that was, that's that's the biggest part obviously with finding a school is you gotta it's got to be the right fit you got to be able to afford it and it's it's got to check all those boxes so i think i think the information that you just gave to players but more importantly their parents is going to go a long long way because it's it's different hearing it from us who have been recruited versus someone who does the recruiting and has done it for for as long as you have. So Lav, again, we can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast, um, for kicking off this, this coaches series that awesome. we're going to do. I think this was, this was really, really helpful. And this was super fun. Hey, let me give you, let me give you two things um, as you go on. Cause I really um, I wanted to hit on these as you were talking about where we look. Um, and I think it's important uh, because you, you talked about it in one of the, the podcasts before as well, um, as far as, 
Um, you know, do I go to showcases? Can I afford showcases? Um, you know, uh, it was Felix that was, was, you know, um, you know, just jumping on when he could because they needed players and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, showcases have been important, uh, you know, but they're still not the end all, but just to give you some numbers, you know, I've been keeping track, you know, so as we go recruit these things and spend recruiting dollars, I can, I can verify to my boss, Hey, you know, you know, we're spending money to fly to the East coast. Um, you know, are you actually getting players? Are you getting applications and, and things like that? So some of the big ones, that, that we attend Stanford, Joe, you went to a Stanford camp, uh, mm-hmm. Penny, you went to, you went to Stanford too, didn't you? Yep. Yep. Um, you know, um, the head first, uh, uh event, um, Trotsky baseball events, which were, which have been big events in California, um, for a long time, our own prospect camps and Showball. Those are some of the big ones that we attend. Um, and so this was, this was our, um, our last year's roster, our 1920, um, roster, um, we had 19 of our uh, 30 players, about 31 players, uh, whatever we had that year, 19 of them attended a Stanford camp. Um, 10 of them attended a head first camp. Um, 13 of them uh, attended a Trotsky camp. 18 of them attended our own camp. Um, and eight were at a showball event. Um, so you're talking some pretty big numbers for those events, especially when you're looking at Stanford and then our own prospect camp, um, which is something that we've always worked hard to, um, um, you know, make it not, it's not a, you know, sometimes people can call them a money grab and it's, it's not, we can say, Hey, 18 of our 30 players on our roster came to one of our camps because we identified them somewhere. And so I think that's a key thing for some of those guys that feel that they might be behind is that they go through some of these things, find the camp of the institution, um, and now go to that, um, so that you can get a little bit more in depth. Um, and so, but you can still see maybe that overall accounts for two thirds. We're still getting a third, you know, from the high school season itself too, mm-hmm. um, from the high school summer. So, um, you know, the importance of trying to get yourself out there um, in the summer and whatever vein it could be, I think that's the key that they need to look at it, whether it's with their high school team or with or whether it's at one of these events, um, you know, trying to do both. But you can see that the events have kind of taken over a little bit. Uh, just because of the sheer numbers that a, a coach can see, you know, if, if a show ball's got 200 kids, well, gosh, that's going to be, that's going to be a lot of bang for our buck per se. Right. So, yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause I, I thought that was important and, and uh, to, to give everybody some insight. I know you guys have talked about it before. And so just really give you some hard information about, you know, these camps and how they work mm-hmm. and that they, that they are important, but I, we understand that not everybody can, can pay the money to go out there and that there's still opportunities, you know, within your own high school program as well. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. So, Thanks, Skip. Thanks yep. so much again. Hey, I, last thing again for me, um, you know, winning a national championship with you guys is, is, is pretty special. Um, but it's just during COVID has been pretty neat. Just reconnecting with a lot of my former players, you know, from Redlands and from here, um, what you guys are doing is, is so awesome. And, uh, these are even in reality, these are even more prouder moments for me. Um, I'm so proud of you guys. Um, it's so awesome to see what you guys are doing with this. And uh, that's, you know, to, to, in, in a lot of, for all intents and purposes, these are the, the bigger reasons of, of what we do, what we do. Um, and, you know, that, that national championship is icing on the cake for seeing all you guys succeed after baseball. So just couldn't be more proud of you. Thank you so much for thinking of me and bringing me on because like I said, I'm just so proud listening 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan and a, and a listener and, and so proud of the information that you're bringing all these uh, young student athletes. Well, thanks again, Skip. Like, like, like we, we've said already, thank you for, for coming on. This was, this was perfect and you had so much good information to, to share. So it was, it was really, really helpful. Awesome guys. Welcome back guys. Thanks for listening to that episode with Skip. That that episode had some really, really good stuff there. And you heard straight from a head coach who's been recruiting for 22 years. And if you ever wanted to sit down or get in a room with a head coach and listen to them talk about recruiting, these next five episodes are going to be huge insights into what they're looking for, how to get involved with them, but also they're going to give you some insights on potentially how to save some money or how to get some different scholarships or grants or or anything at, at their universities and at that level. So please, please, please check in these next couple of weeks. We got some really, really cool stuff planned, not only with these interviews, but we're putting together some, some interesting stuff for you guys coming uh, here in the next couple of weeks. But please uh, engage with us. Uh, reach out to us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Share this podcast. If you know anybody or think you know anybody that might benefit from it, please share it. Give us a review. Let us know who you're sharing it with. And until next time, guys, we'll see you in the next episode.